With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. I know my rent was gonna be laid about a week ago. I worked my ass off, but I still can't pay it off. But I got just enough to get off in this club. Let me a good time before my time is up. Hey, let's get it now. Welcome once again. It's that time. It's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, if you're listening to me, you're listening to JT. And of course, this is the master plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to me. And that's JT. Yes, I'm having the time of my life. This is the best time of the season for me. Um, actually, it's the best time of the year for me. Starting in um, July, August, and, and ending just past February. I'm a avid football fan and uh, a, definitely a diehard fantasy football plan. Uh, excuse me, fan, fan, not plan, fan. So I hope, hope you've been listening to me since the beginning of this uh, football season. Gathering information and and using it, hopefully, for your benefit. Week 12, excuse me, week 11, I'm sorry, week 11 is no different. We have several teams on buys. The uh, Cleveland Browns, New Orleans Saints, New York Giants, and Pittsburgh Steelers. Some very relevant fantasy players are sitting on the sidelines in crucial weeks winding down to the your NFL excuse me your fantasy playoffs but there are some alternatives out there there are some still players out there um including some off the waiver wire hopefully we can um get you to pull them off there if they're sitting there waiting for you to pluck them off and insert them to your lineup to help you win this week either to help solidify your playoff position, improve your playoff position, or get you in position to get into the playoffs. We have a chat room sitting out there. If you want to jump in that chat room, you can also do so. Ask a question, make a statement or a comment in that chat room. It's for your convenience only. So, without further ado, let's um, step up. And before I do that, I happen to... This is guys like a a ghost. 
dog barking in the background and whatever. He's like a ghost. You never know when he's going to appear. And he comes in and out before you know it. Well, he's in this time for how forever how long. I have no idea. I won't know until he actually uh, speaks and lets me know if he's going to hang with me for the whole show or if, if this is just a cameo appearance. Welcome, Mr. FSP. How are you doing, Mr. Victor Gardner? I'm doing good. I'm sorry for my dog barking, but that's the reason why I'm up, and you know that. Uh, but anyway, uh, I want to let everybody know that, yes, I missed my show yesterday. I had a rough day yesterday. I'm not going any further than that. Shut up, Jerry. And uh, other than that, other than that, I, I plan to eat for a little. Food. America eat that food. Not used to. Not used to. Shut up. <laughs> We're not going back to your Vietnam days. But um, the thing is, the thing is that uh, why are you still laughing about it? Um, but, I'm laughing uh, when you told when I when I when I got the information. All I had, that's all I would roll through my mind. American, eat this food. You're not used to American soldier. You're not used to food. <laughs> you know what? Shut up. I'm done with you. But anyway, right now, um, since I'm up, I'm looking at the Cotto, uh canelo fight. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if, if it's already been over or not back in the States, but uh, it, it looks pretty good now. Oh, it's over um, and done with. It's over and done with? Yeah, so just absolutely. tell me who won. Who won? I'm not gonna, why should I tell you who won? You're watching the fight. I'm, why should I tell you who won? Not, that, that, that's like telling you the I'm end of the story, but the story's it. finished. Because I'm not going to stay up and watch the rest of it. Well, who do you think won? Who, I would who's, think who's Cotto. Who's the right youngest now, it looks hardest, like Cotto. Who, who, who's the youngest and hardest puncher? Well, I mean, when you said that, I mean, of course, that leads me to believe Canelo won, but it doesn't look like he's okay. going to knock Cotto out. Okay. It doesn't look, well, like, no. it doesn't look like that's going to happen, though. No, no. Unless it's no, a no, decision. No. It's a decision, yes. Okay, because it, it had okay. to be... It was terrible because right now Cotto's just just tapping him with the jab, mm-hmm. but whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I'm here to make an appearance uh, as far as I can go, maybe maybe about thirty forty minutes or so because uh, I really gotta get to bed so I can get up for work in the morning. <laughs> you are a wuss, man. You are such a you. You know you have turned you know what? into you turned into to be a American soldier. You have turned into a Total wuss, man. I, you know what? I think I think I think what softened you up is coming going from Germany back to the states, and especially that that time. Uh, and I'm not disparaging California, but it seems like the time that you had in California really softened you up, man. You know what? Really I'm about to get hard in a minute. Up. I'm about to get hard in a minute and go after you and your weak fantasy stuff. But hey. Go ahead. We mean uh, weak because you, you you came on the air to some R and B slow music, and I want to. I don't even know. I'm like, what is this dude doing? He's trying to make love to the listeners, or what? What are you talking about? The music you had playing. I had this playing. That's that's um. That's not uh that's um um pitbull. Time of my life. Oh, what are you talking about? Nah, I, I thought it was something else, so I heard some R and B slow love song. I'm like, what in the world is this dude doing? 
Oh, you must have been listening to what I was before we came on the air. I was listening to something. But Uh, anyway. Whatever. 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 So here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Mr. FSP is going to give the master his advice. We've been going back and forth uh, over this one situation. To start Carson Palmer or to start Aaron Rodgers. At At home. home. And... Or to start Aaron Rodgers. Now listen, I understand mm-hmm. Carson is a top five fantasy quarterback, yep. uh, and he's going into a very uh, tough situation here. One, not sure if Michael Floyd is going to be playing. Um, he has a hamstring issue; hasn't practiced all week. And uh, James Brown, he's been having some issues as well. Only these Larry Fitz and a couple of uh, of really no name guys. Um, I know Chris Johnson is is a home run hitter. I know that um, Andre Ellington is coming back, but I don't think I don't think it's wise to start Carson against Cincinnati uh, versus Aaron going against Detroit's terrible defense. Now, no, nah, it's not Detroit. I mean, not, not, not Detroit. Minnesota. And Minnesota's not sorry. terrible. Minnesota's in, in, in it's very top. I know, top, and, I know. And, and, and that offense is very um, shaky right now. There's a lot of um, second-guessing wide receivers and quarterback, uh, and they're on the road, <clears throat> excuse me, against a, a division rival with a lot on the line. Uh, and I'm and Mike that's Zimmer. why. And he doesn't have that much uh, success against a Mike Zimmer defense. So <clears throat> that's why I'm well, saying, what, what, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a – quarterback that has, for lack of a better word, a dysfunctional offense for the last three games going into this game on the road against a very good defense versus a quarterback who has been um, who's topped 300 yards on six different occasions and broke 400 once playing at home against a team that canned him that he has still has a bad feelings about that if he they, they, if he can bury him, he will do so without hesitation. Playing at home, I would rather have a top five quarterback playing at home in a in, in a friendly environment with not just because he's playing at home, but he's playing at home against the his the team that drafted him and they, and then kicked him out the door. Versus Aaron Rodgers, I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but that offense is. Um, shaky at best, especially aerial attack. Uh, they practically have no running game, and they're on the road against a very good defense who's hungry to stay on top of that division. Um, to me, it's a no-brainer, but I understand what you're saying. It's Aaron Rodgers, but uh, Carson Palmer, and a lot of people have been doing this, they've been um, underestimating Carson Palmer, and I've been telling people from beginning of the, before the season started that Carson Palmer is all that and more, and he hasn't disappointed me yet. Bad matchups, good matchups, he's been balling out. He threw in Seattle for over 300 yards, damn near 400 yards, 360-something yards, balled out in Seattle against that legion of doom. You don't think he's going to do that same against a defense that's good, but not as good um, on the road as they are at home. I'll tell you like this. I'm just saying that. I'm just I mean, saying. I, I, under, I, I understand what you're saying, JT. I really do. 
But at the same time, I'm looking at, you know, uh, Aaron has a, a a point to prove here. Minnesota can't stop AP. I mean, uh, not Minnesota. Green Bay has had problems stopping AP, run the rock a lot. But if it becomes a situation where they have to throw the ball, Minnesota that is, I don't think that uh, Diggs and Wallace and uh, Johnson are going to be able to uh, produce the way that Aaron will do with Devontae Adams or with uh, uh, Cobb and other folks. Now, again, predicated on the fact or predicated on uh, Green Bay making it a shootout. If they don't make this a shootout, you know, they're going to lose this game. They need to make a shootout because Teddy Bridgewater is not going to win a shootout. He's not. So, well, you know, that's just my thought well, process. And, and since we're on the game, and we'll start off with this game. That's not a problem. Um, it, I'm not worried about who wins or loses this game. I'm talking about fantasy points. And in my opinion, I think Carson Palmer is a more safer bet, even though a lot of people are going with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but Carson Palmer, in my opinion, is a better bet. He already said this is personal. He already he, he already came out um, in the last couple of days and said he definitely still has some animosity uh, of the way it was uh, handled and him him leaving uh, Cincinnati. So I can tell you right now, um, and and Jermaine Gresham is also uh, a member of the Arizona Cardinals. So those two, even though Jermaine Mesh, Jermaine Gresham is not a bigger as big as influence as Carson Palmer. In, in um, um, scoring points and in fantasy, these two guys are going to want to run the score up on Andy Dalton. And it, remember what, when this game's being played. Remember the last t- time uh, Andy Dalton was in prime time on Monday night against Houston. And I told you Houston was going to win that game, but you didn't believe it. And a lot of people lied. I mean, everybody I talked to thought there was no chance. In, going into Cincinnati, Houston was going to win that game. But I, I didn't talk about minute, that game with minute, you. Let's digress. I'm just digressing for a minute. Understand the history of certain teams, and, and we talked about this before. Understand the history of certain teams going up against uh, uh, other teams. Uh, the history with Cincinnati and Houston was that Houston had the better um, – um, part of that versus Cincinnati. The reason I'm saying this is they were all primetime games that Cincinnati played Houston, including this past Monday night, and Andy Dalton is one of the worst players, especially in the quarterback position, in playing in primetime games. He played, uh, Arizona played on 8.30 last uh, Sunday night, and they're playing back-to-back Sunday night games. Primetime game. Only game being played at night is uh, the Sunday night game, and it's going to be Arizona, uh, excuse me, Cincinnati going into Arizona playing Arizona. Andy Dalton doesn't play well in um, um, primetime games, meaning, in my opinion, Carson Palmer is going to have some short fields because Andy Dalton, in my opinion, is going to turn the ball over, especially on the road especially on the road against a very good defense. 
So I'm, I'm expecting Carson Palmer to have some short fields and be able to produce some points versus well, versus versus and I gotta stress stress this vehemently Aaron Rodgers in a dysfunctional offense that they haven't been able to get it together yet. You would think they would have got it together last week when they played Detroit. Detroit hadn't went hadn't won in um, Green Bay in over twenty years. Over twenty years they hadn't won in Green Bay, and and it's Detroit team that had a uh, um, shake up in the front office, shake up um, offensive coordinator. They had all kinds of dysfunction going on in in, in that Detroit team, and they still beat. They still walked off with a win, even though many times they tried to give that game away to Green Bay, and Green Bay couldn't take it because they couldn't function well enough in the passing game to overcome all the uh, um, problems that they had. So what makes you think in back-to-back division games, one home, this one on the road, uh, uh, against a hungry Minnesota team, with a very good defense that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have success against Mike Zimmer defenses, with all the problems that Green Bay has on offense, that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a better fantasy day. And I'm not worried about winning or losing. A better fantasy day than Carson Palmer playing at home against a team that he 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 he, he has a, a animosity for. It's a no-brainer for me, but I'm, I'll, I'll give you the floor again. Maybe you can make a valid point. I don't think you well, can. But I'm giving it to you. I mean, hey, with all that jibber jabber you doing over there, yeah, I would say- all that, all that, all that st- statistical facts and and, and reasonable uh, deduction. So I don't know what you're talking about, jibber jabber. Well, here's the deal: you, you're saying that Carson will have a short field. That's wonderful, but you're only down to uh, Fitzgerald, and you're not sure because Aaron said if. Uh, Run, he'll be out there, but that doesn't mean he's going to get the ball. Gresham, yes, that's the one person that you made sense by saying, but you said that's the one guy everybody needs to watch. Now, Gresham has a chip on his shoulder. He didn't like it when Eifert came in and took his job. Got it. But he was also not um, able to hold his job. So, all the animosity stuff, that's great. And, yes, Arizona's defense is going to do well. But I don't see Carson being the reason that Arizona wins this game. Um, I think he'll be fine as far as giving you decent fantasy points. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's going to outperform Aaron Rodgers. Now, Minnesota has a very stellar defense. Green struggles. But what cures struggles? Running the ball, play action, pass. Now, whether they're going to use James Starks again as a starting tailback or most of the game versus Eddie Lacy, I don't know. But one thing's for certain, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball at least 25 to 30 times in this game. No doubt about that. And you know that he's going to have big time uh, uh, receptions from somebody from somewhere, whether it's in the screen game or it's the long game. You know it's coming. You can't say that about Carson uh, this week. You can't. Now, again, I'm not saying Carson's going to have a bad game. What I'm saying is comparing the two, I would always and forever go with Aaron 
over Carson unless unless uh, this is the only way I, w- I wouldn't in this week is if I knew all of Carson's weapons were healthy, offensive line wise, wide receiver wise. Other than that, I say okay, well now you got a debate on your hands because yes, Aaron and and the pack are struggling. Yes, they're not being as productive as they could be or should be. But at the same time, you're not getting a full um, package with Carson. So I, I got to debate you and, and disagree with you on that. All right. Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota preventing fantasy points against the three main positions. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm not discounting the tight end position, but the three main positions I'm really talking about a quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. And, and in that order, quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, Minnesota is five against the quarterback, eight against the running back, and ninth against the wide receiver in preventing fantasy points. Okay? That, I'm just saying. Okay? That's but, Minnesota. But, and, that's and Aaron Rodgers is on the road going against that. Um, so and all that has to do with uh, uh, how a quarterback is going to be able to perform. Uh, And since you want to say bring this up, I'm going to bring it up. Cincinnati is seventh against the quarterback, which is worse than than Minnesota, 14th against the running back, which is uh, worse than Minnesota, and seventh against the wide receiver position, which is worse uh, best better than Minnesota. So the only position that uh, Cincinnati is better than Minnesota is isn't preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position, and and it's really not that much of a difference. Ninth versus seventh. So I'm saying this. I would rather go with a quarterback that's playing home, going against a statistically worse defense compared to a quarterback that's going on the road and and their offense is not performing that well um and and going against a in my opinion a better defense and uh uh the possibility that the strong possibility that he may not get those fantasy points now I know he did it against Carolina of course he did it against Detroit he was playing at home but I got to believe this is back-to-back division games in Aaron Rodgers. It's not back-to-back division games with uh, um, Arizona, even though, and I'll give you this statistic. You haven't brought it out, but I'll, I'll bring it out. Uh, the Cardinals tendency to not play well after they finish playing Seattle, which is fine. I understand that uh, because it's a big division rival, and there, here comes the letdown. I don't think it happens because of the the, the rival that, that the Cardinals are going against, especially Carson, has to do with his first team, the team that drafted him. So I think the the uh, uh, rest of the team is going to be inspired to help their quarterback beat his former team. So And, and uh, I, I got to believe more in Bruce Arians' offense at this point than I do in Mike McCarthy and company, even though it's Aaron Rodgers. I keep on saying this, and, I, and, and I'll say it to, 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 to the cows come home until people realize that Carson Palmer 
is one of the best deep balls, not the best deep ball passer in the NFL. I've heard, and I've been saying this for the longest, ever since last year, and believe it or not, for the first time, for the first time I heard it on TV in the last, I forget it, I think it was in an NFL Fantasy Live, whatever it was, the last couple of days, that they acknowledged he's one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL. And I've been saying this for a long time. Even when he was with the Oakland Raiders, I knew this. This guy was one of the best accurate deep ball throws in the NFL. And people, a lot of people thought he was washed up. He's healthy. His, his, his uh, wide receivers are relatively healthy for the most part. And in regardless of who's in there, he's been able to ball out, regardless of what matchups he's been able to ball out. People keep underestimating this guy, and this guy had been nothing short of MVP-type season. So it is what it is. I understand. Let's move on that uh, we can go back and forth with a whole show for that matter. But uh, And we wasted too much time going back and forth in this. So what I'm saying is this. You play Carson Palmer, okay? If you have Carson Palmer uh, on your in your roster, uh, this is a no-brainer for me. It's a no-brainer for me. You play Carson Palmer. Uh, it, it may be a bad matchup, um, but he played. Pet, he threw over 360 yards in a bad matchup last week. You, you play. Uh, wow. Now, now, this guy, and I just traded him away. Okay, I just traded this guy away uh, because he's too highly inconsistent. He's he, he's more bust than boom to me, even though he. They, they consider him one of the top uh, wide receivers. Excuse me, wide receivers in, in the uh, uh, league. I don't. I've had enough of them. I got rid of them. Talking about AJ Green, um, he's going up against probably going up against Pat, um, Patrick Peterson. Um, you got to play him if you don't have any other cho- choices. You got to play him because he's a uh, uh, t- top receiver in fantasy. But like I said, he's more boom than bust, and I think he's going to be a bust this week. Um, you got to play Tyler Eifert because that's that's uh, one of uh, Andy Dalton. That's not the Andy uh, the target for Andy Dalton. So you got to play him. On the other side of the ball, um, like I said, you play Carson Palmer. Um, I like Andre Ellington in the passing game. I don't think he's going to do too much in running game. I think that's Chris Johnson's forte. Change of pace, bring him in, uh, uh, and I, he catches well out, out of the backfield. And I think Carson Palmer with the pass rush is probably going to um, dump do a lot of dump offs. Quite naturally, you play, you play uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, and it's a crapshoot on who 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 else is going to be uh, the wide receiver. Um, Michael Floyd may be a uh, maybe playing, but he may be limited. John Brown, I think, is probably going to play, but he probably he's going to be a crapshoot because he's dealing with a hamstring also. Um, Jermaine Gresham, I, I would say in this game, um, if you are lacking a tight end. Uh, and, and there's no other alternatives out there. Jermaine Gresham could be a, a, a viable option. And quite naturally, the kicker, um, who's one of the most accurate kickers in, in all of football, in reality and in fantasy, is Chandler Canazero. So you play him too also, Victor. It's you. Well, again, I don't like anything going on here. Um, wow, they, really? Uh, the thing, the reason why I don't is because Tyler Eifert is a beast, yes, but Arizona secondary can cover the tight end. Arizona's pretty daggone good. Um, Giovanni Bernard might get off. Here's a deal. Another guy you touted a long time ago who's apparently now 
the second stringer again is uh, Mr. Uh, Jeremy oh, Hill. Geez, I just, yeah, Jeremy Hill. He's yeah, the guy, I think. Huge disappointment. Well, yeah, well, not the biggest bust. Right now, the biggest bust, fantasy-wise, in my opinion, is Eddie Lacy. Yep. But, uh, um, but Jeremy Hill is the guy I think that's going to have the better game here because they need to power uh, the ball. Um, Cincinnati does. Power the rock down the field. Giovanni is not – he's not the power back. Not at all. Um, A.J. Green, I said it uh, in the preseason. Not even in my top ten anymore. He's not. I think J.J. Watt got it right, even though he shouldn't have did it in public, when he said that he's got that uh, red rocket pop gun gun arm, whatever he said. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't get A.J. the ball. Muhammad Sanu and all those other guys, they're creating off of the short pass. Um, but at the same time, what I think is best for business in this game is to avoid anything that's going to um, – get you small points. You're going into the playoffs, fantasy playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. At least you're getting ready for them. And Chris Johnson is a big-time boom guy in this game. That's about it. I mean, Larry Fitz, yes, but I don't think it's going to be that big of an impact because Carson's going to see him get double-teamed a lot. Jermaine Gresham is a guy that probably needs to step up in this game, but I wouldn't bank on him. I wouldn't bank on him. Um, defensively, I think it's going to be a very good defensive game. I really do. I really do. But uh, after looking at what uh, Houston could do with the running attack versus that defense, that's why I think Chris Johnson is going to have some fun uh, in this game. That's all I got, JT. Okay, let's move on to Dallas at Miami. Tony Romo is coming back, one of your favorite quarterbacks. Um, a lot of people don't like really? Tony Romo. Tony Romo is a uh, a stud in fantasy. He's one of the better quarterbacks, believe it or not, and people don't want to admit it, but even if they don't like the team uh, and the Dallas Cowboy haters, believe it or not, in fantasy, Tony Romo is one, one, a top five, uh, top five quarterback uh, in, in fantasy. And that's the fact. That's without a doubt. Now, he's coming back. He's probably going to be a little rusty. Uh, this is probably a good game for um, uh, uh, Tony Romo to come back, even though Miami does have a decent pass rush. Um, so, if you don't have, quite naturally, Eli Manning, uh, Drew Brees, or Ben Roethlisberger, and and you've been hanging on to Tony Romo either on your IR or you've been sitting on his bench and waiting for Tony Romo to come back, a lot of people have been doing that. Uh, a lot of leagues that I've been in, they've been holding on to Tony Romo, anticipating him coming back this week, which he is. He's active. Uh, you play Tony Romo against the Miami Dolphins. Um, this is going to help uh, Des Bryant quite naturally. It's going to really help, uh, even though uh, McFadden is, is questionable. What, what else is new? Um, um, because of, of a groin, what else is new with Darren McFadden? But you still play Darren McFadden because um, it really don't have any 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 solid running back depth uh, to speak of. Now, they got rid of Christine Michael, uh, and they got a couple of guys that no names. Um, sitting back there. Rod Smith is probably the direct backup to Darren McFadden. But you play Darren McFadden against the Miami defense, who is um, 31st against the run, 24th against the quarterback, 17th against the wide receiver. So this is a nice uh, get-right game for the uh, Dallas Cowboys uh, along with the uh, tight end. 
So you play Tony Romo, you play Darren McFadden, quite naturally you're going to play Des Bryant, and you play Jason Witten because all these guys should be relevant in this game, um, and they can't afford to lose any more games. Uh, and I think um, they'll play well. I took Dallas. You take Miami, Vic. In this game, it's going to be another opportunity. Uh, well, I, Cotto just knocked this dude down twice in one round. That should be a 10-7 round. How did he not win? Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> Miami. Come on, man. <laughs> okay, so Miami, here we go. Yes, sir. Uh, I do not like Ryan Tannenhill at all, as I've said in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe they've underutilized Jordan Cameron. Um, so, you know, that's his best friend, a tight end and a run game. I think um, a die is going to get in there and take uh, Lamar Miller's job, honestly, yep. as they try yep. to yep. race toward toward the uh, end and make this season worthwhile now that Philbin is gone. Um, that defense is going to be something special because, again, if Adonikin, too, gets his hands on Tony Romo, which I don't think they're going to let him do, but if he gets his hands on him, Tony's going back out. I'm one of those people that held on to Tony Romo. I kept him on my IR in one of my leagues. I played Taylor. I played Alex Smith. And, you know, I'm doing pretty decent in both leagues. But uh, I promptly put in Tony Romo. Why? Because Des Bryant versus Brent Grimes is going to be a very good matchup. Very, very good. Um, But that's all I can say about Miami, their defense. Jarvis Landry, he he can't produce that much if Tannehill doesn't give him the ball. And I don't think he's going to get him the ball. Uh, I got to disagree with that. I don't think he's a a PPR uh, machine, man. Oh, my God. I'm not not saying he's not a PPR machine. What I'm saying is that Landry – not Landry – Tannehill against Dallas' secondary. You got Greg Hardy coming in. You got uh, old boy from college coming in. You got uh, Sean Lee and McLean. Listen to me. They're going to put the heat on this guy. And will he get the ball to him? I don't know. Yes, he's a PPR machine because that's all Tannehill likes to throw to. And Barry Church over top. And whichever corner they got covering him, that's going to be tough. That's why I think Jordan Cameron needs to be used a lot more in this game. He should be. If he's not, it's a big, big, big mistake. But uh, I don't think Miami has a shot unless uh, uh, they they put Romo on the shelf. And it can happen with a Dominican two and a push up the middle. Jelani Jingis and the rest of those guys need to step up and show out. That's all I got, JT. Okay. Question for you, though. Go ahead. Would you don't don't worry about anybody else on this. I just want to know: Would you start Stevie Johnson versus Kansas City or Nate Washington versus the Jets? Stevie Johnson versus Kansas City for the simple reason that Kansas City is is uh, I'm not exactly quite sure what position they are, but they're they're thirty they're either thirtieth, thirty one, or thirty two. They're in the, that 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 far down in preventing fantasy points against the uh, uh, um, wide receiver position. So there's no doubt about it. Um, Malcolm Floyd's gone. Keenan Allen's gone. The option to throw the ball to is, is uh, in, in um, uh, excuse me, San Diego is Stevie Johnson. 
there's, there's a, Nate Washington is the second option. Stevie Johnson is the first option. Last one. Last one I got for you. Last one I have for you. Roddy White. They've they've said that he's gonna be a bigger part of the of the game. And do you play him at all? No. They keep they they've been saying that since week what seven or eight whatever it was, uh, and and he really hasn't been uh, part of it. Quite naturally, I had said this before when they haven't been given the ball to Roddy White before, is that every now and then he may have a big game. Um, he really hasn't had. I think he's only had one big game or one de- decent game since the, since the uh, beginning of the season. Um, you, you, you put Roddy White in there, you, you, you're setting yourself up for two, three, four, four points at best. Um, there's a, there's some better options out there if you have a, a um, if you have someone to, to use other than Roddy White. You're you're really and I hate to say it like this, but I'm gonna say it like this. You're pissing in the wind if you put Roddy White in there because. Uh, it may come back and, and hit you in the face. And you put it that. You just put it that way. Well, I'm just putting it out there for you. That's no, all. I don't like Roddy White at all. Uh, uh, like I said, he may have a good game. They're going up against uh, who? Are they going against? They're going up against Indianapolis. Uh, and exactly. And, yeah. Uh, when we get to that game, uh, we we can talk about it a little be bit more. Here. <laughs> you may not be here. Come on, man. Hang with me here for a minute. Anyway. No. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, let's go, go to this bitter cold. This is probably the coldest environment anybody is, is, is playing today. And we're talking about the Windy City where they just got dumped on big time, um, close to 12 inches of snow. Uh, wind chill right now I think was about like four. Uh, game time is supposed to be the temperature is going to be uh, in the uh, mid-20s. Um, and Brock Osweiler is going to start his first game as an NFL quarterback not uh, and uh, going against a red-hot uh, Jay Cutler and, and the Chicago Bears. Um, and uh, uh, without, more than likely, and uh, I haven't heard anything yet, without Matt Forte, that means Jeremy Lankford is going up against that defense. Um, but they're playing in Chicago. These two teams are not foreign to cold weather. Uh, quite naturally, Denver being in Denver and Chicago being in Chicago, um, know what the, this type of weather is all about. Um, no, no one likes it playing it, but uh, in my opinion, um, I don't like Jay Cutler in this game. I think he comes back to earth. I don't think uh, uh, it's going to be a good game for Jay Cutler in that pass rush. Um, I know that Marcus Ware is not there, uh, but they still have a, a – a, a, a dynamite defense and, and, and uh, a defensive backfield that's just waiting for Jay Cutler to throw, toss to him. Quite naturally, this, this is a, a former team of Jay Cutler's. He may have some incentive to uh, beat his old coach, who who's uh, uh, in Chicago, right? I mean, in Denver right now. So I don't like uh, Jay Cutler. I do like whoever is the running back, whether it's Matt Forte. Um, I kind of doubt he's not going to come back until next week. And that leaves it for Jeremy Langford, who is a uh, very good in the passing game and is a very good uh, runner, uh, a rushing uh, running back, dual threat quarter, dual threat running back, I should say. So you play Jeremy Langford. I know this is a tough matchup, but uh, I still say you play Jeremy Langford in this. 
And the only other guy I can say, because I'm not too sure about Alshon Jeffrey, he's still dealing with some, some um, physical issues, Martellus Bennett, who, who seems to be the, the um, bailout for Jay Cutler and uh, um, one of the uh, uh, better options, I think, um, for Jay Cutler in being able to move the football down the field. Um, and I'll give uh, Victor um, the privilege of going to Denver. Denver. <laughs> Denver. Okay, here's the deal. This is going to be a C.J. Anderson coming out party for this year. Yet another player that has been uh, somewhat of a disappointment this year. But I don't think it's because of his um, his ability. I think it's the scheme. He's not a zone running back type player. Uh, so that kind of hurts him. But in order to protect Brock Osweiler in that weather, okay, the kid's six seven, six eight, something like that, um, about 240, 60, something like that. Tall, rangy guy. Um, you got Emmanuel Sanders. Hey, but you got Emmanuel Sanders, who's hobbling on a messed up ankle, but he's he's going to play. Um, you've got Vernon Davis, who I think he's going to target a lot. You got Bay Demarius Thomas. Um, but out of all that, C.J. Anderson and the run game is going to what is going to be what matters in Chicago. It's the the turf is terrible in Chicago. It is. So they're gonna run the rock. Just run it, run it, run it, and just pile up yardage and get me in zone. Um now Jay's used to throwing in that type of weather, because uh, he's been in Chicago for a while and uh he was in Vanderbilt. Um he did a little bit of that in Denver, but not much. The problem here is um Akeem Talib and that Denver Bronco defense is going to have to score maybe once or twice. I really think so. I really think so. Because Martellus Bennett is a beast. T.J. Ward can hit him. T.J. Ward can't cover him. You know, uh, your guy, uh, Alshon Jeffries, against Akeem Talib, that's a very good matchup if both are healthy. Only one is healthy. And I think Akeem has the uh, advantage. That leaves uh, Eddie Royal and Wilson, uh, Marquise Wilson, at at receiver. Now, Lang, uh, what's his his name, Langford? Langford is a pretty good running back. I mean, he he looked very good last week and the week before. Uh, But he's going to go against this defense that's pretty tough. I think that's going to shut him down. And and you're right. Uh, Matt Forte is not coming back until next week. Uh, and here's the deal. If Chicago's not in any hunt for any playoff spot, they're not going to give Forte the ball that much. Forte's going to some other team next year. Uh, it's going to suck, but that's it. It is what it is. So we'll see what happens. I think Denver is going to win this match, um, and it's going to be because of their defense, not because of Brock Osweiler. That's what okay. I got. Okay. Let's move on to okay, we're going to we're going to the uh uh um Twin Cities. Going to Green Bay at Minnesota. All right, Eddie Lacy is probable and expected to play. 
supposedly, and I'm talking about Green Bay, so I, and you, I'll give you Minnesota. Supposedly, Eddie Lacy's going to play. I know that uh, uh, Starks is is, to, is remaining the starter. Now, in one of my leagues, I have Eddie Lacy and James Starks. Um, I've been trying to trade that tandem, and nobody seems to want them, which is pretty stupid on their part, but uh, it is what it is. I've even packaged him with some other players, and they, still nobody wants to uh, um, to, to um, take that, which is mind-boggling to me because if you don't have one, you have the other, uh, you know who's going to play for the most part. And in that offense, even though as dysfunctional as it is, they, they still want to try to run the football. And both of them, even James Starks, is probably better in catching the ball out of the backfield. So you know Aaron Rodgers is, is, is more than capable or, and willing to dump the ball off if he has to. So um, I would play James Starks in this. I know it's going to be a difficult matchup because of, of, of the um, defense of uh, Minnesota, who, like I said before, is in the top ten in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver p- p- position. But I still would play Eddie Lacy's – excuse me, not Eddie Lacy, James Starks, um, because uh, you have D'Angelo Williams out, you have um, uh, Mark Ingram out, you have uh, Duke Johnson or Isaiah Crowell out, and you have the um, running backs, Rasheed Jennings, Shane Vereen, um, uh, out in, 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 uh, from the Giants. So you'll probably be short of running backs, and you need to put a running back in that position. If he was James Starks and Eddie Lacy or just James, James Starks, uh, I would put him in there without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, quite naturally, you play Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's a top five quarterback. You got to play him. Um, uh, uh, Demonte Adams, even though he only got uh, uh, not even 80 yards out of the thing, he got about 20 targets. You still got to play him um, because I think he, he's a viable wide receiver. Two, uh, definitely a flex, and along with Randall Cobb, who uh, has been a big disappointment up until now. But you got to play these guys because it's Aaron Rodgers, and he's going to be throwing the football because uh, that's what they do for the most part. Uh, you also play, uh, and this guy, I like this guy too because I think uh, one of the positions that has historically been a, a vulnerable position, whether with Mike Zimmer or prior defensive-minded coaches, is the tight end position, and Richard Rodgers has been getting some decent targets. So you play Richard Rodgers um, in in this matchup too because uh, Minnesota is historically um, uh, weak against defending the uh, tight end position. So uh, out of those positions, you play Aaron Rodgers, you play James Starks, and he could be a flex. And, and uh, these wide receivers can be either a, a wide receiver two or flex options for you also. Victor, I give you the privilege of having the Twin Cities team, uh, Minnesota. I really don't want Minnesota, but I'll take them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, AP has not been stopped by Green Bay in a very long time. Even when he was gone for last year, they couldn't stop him. Uh, And right now, he's an older running back leading the league in rushing. He is not you know, slowing down, ladies and gentlemen. Next year, he's probably going to be the same AP. Um, going against a team that is struggling to stop the run and the pass. However, 
excuse you. With that being said, yeah, you know I'm about to go to bed. Um, stop, man, stop. No, I am, literally, after this. Um, but <laughs> God, here's the deal. Right now, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, he's he's kind of hot. You can th- thank Stefan Diggs for that. Um, but that also has hurt Charles Johnson, another guy everybody thought was going to have a breakout year. Um, but Stefan Diggs came in, and now he's his number one target. So much so that when Kyle Rudolph had a wide-open touchdown in the end zone last week versus the Raiders, he dropped it because he didn't think he was going to get the ball. Um, but the, here, here's, a, here's the crux of it. Mike Wallace is a deep threat. Teddy's not throwing it deep all the time. Uh, Stefan Diggs, quick guy, give him the ball any way you can. Viable option. AP, he's going to run the rock all day, every day. But on the defensive side, they have some monsters. Everson Griffin, uh, Mr. Barr, they're releasing Anthony Barr. He is just killing it, killing me in Madden 1. And then in real life, he's killing other players. Uh, Terrence Newsom, uh, who's been pretty good as of late, has been uh, shown that Father Time can't stop him right now. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, uh, Harrison Smith, they moved Chad Greenway back to the middle in the absence of the uh, backer. Uh, Sharif Floyd and all those other guys. Minnesota's loaded for bear on the defensive side of the ball. Mike Zimmer knows what he's doing. Um, But with that being said, with that being said, I don't think that there's enough offense in Minnesota, even at home, to beat the pack. Uh, Again, I would start Aaron Rodgers over Carson Palmer in this situation, um, only because I know Aaron's going to be able to get out of the pocket. I know he's going to find his receivers. And I know he's throwing the rock a lot in this game. At least that should be the game plan, in my opinion. Make it a shootout because you know that he cannot, Teddy Bridgewater, can, uh, cannot compete in that area. With that being said, J.P., I'm about to head on to bed as I look at my photos. Get his wife with boobs hanging out. Uh, uh, you, what, what do you just say? What did you, what Mikhail, did you just say? Bill Cozo's wife, her boobs halfway hanging out of her dress, and they've got a close-up of it. <laughs> so, oh, boy. That's too much information there, Victor. Well, she's covering them up now. <laughs> I guess she, oh, heard oh, she, she heard you. She heard you. <laughs> she heard you. Okay, so you can't be too tired. Oh, I'm tired, dude. I'm about to go against my wife and go to sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Because so, I gotta get up, man. I gotta give it a couple hours anyway. You know, I'm sure Asia doesn't hear 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 this. Otherwise, I would tell I would tell her you right put you put the business right She's out right in the here. street. You put the business out in the street. She hears me. She's right you know, here. I mean, it's not yeah, like you put the business out in the street. She don't want to hear that. It's, it's going over the airways. She don't want you to put that over the airways. My wife's boobs is hanging out. Come on, man. I didn't say mine. I said Miguel Cotto's. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. See, get, get your hearing checked, old man. I could have sworn you said that, but that's okay. 
I know. Old timers is a mother, isn't it? Uh, hey, look. <laughs> Get some rest, man. Wuss. I will. Wuss. Whatever. Happy Thanksgiving, sucker. Same to you. Are y'all, are y'all doing a show? Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to be doing a show on Thanksgiving. I already put that out there. I'll be I'll be pushing out a replay, um, and on um, Thanksgiving, uh, so I can totally enjoy it without having to worry about a show. Not that I don't want to do it, but it's Thanksgiving. Okay. Enjoy enjoy your holiday too. Don't eat any Korean food uh, on Thanksgiving either. Oh, shut up! That is just wrong. <laughs> Bye, loser. <laughs> Bye, American soldier. <laughs> shut up. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Anyway, anyway, uh, okay, people, let's, we want to thank Victor for joining us as usual. Uh, he, oh, I got a caller in here. Let me see what this caller here is. A caller from the 973. Welcome to the master plan. State your name and, uh, what you got to say. Uh, this is Jeff the Joker. What's going on guys? What's up, Jeff? How you doing, man? How's it going? Victor just left. Yeah. Uh, I just I just caught the end. Uh, right. Yeah, my, my my computer crashed. So, uh, um, but I figured, well, I'll give you a call and then uh, put in my two cents. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, yeah, you know your your uh, current team is playing your former team today. I'm pretty sure you're aware of that. Yes, I am. And they're going to have a little ceremony at halftime to induct uh, two uh, of the great uh, Jets players into their uh, Ring of Honor one of whom is refusing to attend and won't specify why, uh, him being Matt Snell, uh, I think they'll probably show a little of the ceremony on TV. They don't usually show that during halftime because they want to squeeze in a lot of commercials. And uh, I can't believe it. You know, that's a great honor. Any team inducting you in, in you know, into their uh, ring or circle or whatever. And uh, Emerson Boozer is going to be there, but no Matt Snell. Well, let me ask you Eddie, something, Jeff. Yeah. Let me let me quickly ask you something because the, the game is being played in Houston, so they're still going to do this. Hmm. Really? Of course, yes. it was uh, in uh, East Rutherford. Well, no, they're they're, um, they're they're being it's being played in Houston. Absolutely. Well, maybe. Well, you know, it's funny. I look it up on my computer, but that that froze up on me. I don't know what's going on. Um, I mean, maybe uh, Boozer's in Texas because you almost always that's done at the home. Stadium, Absolutely. That, that's again, why I asked you that. The Jets. Yeah. <laughs> with with the Jets, uh, you never know. Uh, but I just think it's really strange. Supposedly, Snell uh, had a feud with the, the Jets ownership, but he won't go into detail why. And you know what? If he's got a beef with the ownership, he shouldn't have a beef with uh, his uh, former teammates or whatever, you know. But whatever, that's his business. And uh, you know, but I'll tell you, Snell looks like. Uh, a bitter old man. He's the only Jet to ever score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So right, right. And, and you know, it wasn't just a one-game thing. He he was an excellent player, uh, a very, very solid uh, fullback. Uh, you know, and back then uh, the fullbacks carried the ball once in a while. He didn't get a lot of carries, but he did get carries. Um, and uh, you know, tonight their they're, um, CNN is supposed to be showing a documentary about uh, the problem of uh, rapes on college campuses, and uh, Jameis Winston is uh, threatening to sue uh, CNN if they show it because uh, he gets mentioned uh, in a negative light in that uh, documentary. Um, you know, it's funny. Just hearing that, I'm not a big fan of Winston. Uh, besides just that incident, there's been other incidents. 
there's something wrong with that guy. You know, I'm not kidding. Uh, that um, that makes me want to see the documentary more. You know. Right. So I think that's eight o'clock tonight on uh, CNN. Okay. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it, you know that was that's a serious accusation. So that that no, nobody's forgetting about that anytime soon. That's true. All right, let me uh, let's move on to the Indianapolis versus going into ATL versus the analog, you know, analog Atlanta Falcons. Um, Atlanta coming off a bye. In fact, both these teams coming off a bye. Indianapolis is coming off a bye. Andrew Luck is not going to be starting. Matthew Hasselbeck is going to be starting um, uh, against that Atlanta defense, who is uh, sixth in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position and, and fourth in doing the same in the wide receiver position. Um, they are in the bottom um, quarter, I should say, 27th and 29th respectively in preventing fantasy points against the running back position and tight end. I think Massel Hasselback and the Indianapolis Colts um, take advantage of the weakness of the uh, um, um, Atlanta Falcons, and uh, this should be a relatively um, big day for Frank Gore, who I think you should play in here. Um, and also of uh, uh, Kobe Fleener. Um, I think uh, Matt Hasselback is going to rely on safe options, which is the running back and the um, uh, the uh, tight end uh, running back quite naturally against a, a weak running defense and a uh, short, safe throws in the middle of the field, the tight end. So those two guys are definite uh, plays for me. And in T.Y. Hilton and, and Dante Moncrief, um, like I said, uh, Atlanta is number four in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. That's one of the better better uh, defenses uh, uh, preventing uh, points in, the, in fantasy in the wide receivers. So I think these guys, even though they uh, are probably more effective in PPR formats, um, and that's where you would play them, um, I know T.Y. Hilton hasn't really done that much. Um, and I would say that he's probably a wide receiver, too. Uh, um, and Dante Moncrief is more of a wide receiver, three, maybe uh, in the flex. And, it, and this is in PPR because of the 40-year-old quarterback and Matt Hasselback, who I, for lack of quarterbacks, that you probably have better options. But if you don't, then um, – He's he's won the, t- the two matchups that he he's played. Uh, you could possibly play Matt Hasselbeck. Um, on the other side, uh, I'm not too enthusiastic about Matt Matt Flynn. Uh, I'm excuse me, Matt Ryan. Um, he's <laughs> he's, been, he's been, yeah yeah because he's he's been he's been uh, uh, Matt Flynn like um, of late. Now he's going up against the defense. Um, that is um, 25th against preventing fantasy points in the running back. I mean, quarterback, 21st in the running back, and 23rd against the wide receiver, and 23rd against the tight end. So, for all intents and purposes, um, this should be a Matt Ryan uh, get right. Uh, Devontae Freeman consistently getting his uh, uh, yards and, and a possible touchdown. Um, Julio Jones, uh, week, getting, week rested. Uh, feeling a lot better than he had previously before the bye. And also, uh, excuse me, Jacob Tammy. Um, so, like I said, this should be a get-right 
uh, game for the um, Indianapolis, excuse me, the um, uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so I like all those options. Uh, if you have them, uh, feel free to play them. Um, I think they're going to be consistent in whatever their projections are in the fantasy points. Uh, Jeff, uh, I don't know if you want to interject anything, but that's how I feel about both those teams. Uh, You know, I read something that uh, the Colts coaches said something to the effect that uh, uh, Gore is going to be getting more uh, touches down the stretch, uh, which is something to keep an eye on. And you mentioned something – regarding uh, Hasselbeck in Indianapolis. And um, uh, this is something when a, a, a backup quarterback, no matter how good he is, because, I mean, Hasselbeck uh, is, is probably the best backup quarterback in the league. And, you know, for a time he was an excellent starting quarterback. It does change the offense a little. Once in a while uh, there's a receiver who they have uh, – you know, a little better chemistry with or whatever. But I think also if if the backup stays in the lineup for a while, uh, it kind of evens out. But it does it does change the offense, so the ball distribution a little bit. And uh, I'll tell you, talking about, uh, you know, uh, backup quarterbacks to possibly start this week, it's kind of late in the week. But uh, Sanchez is a pretty good start for this week and probably on uh, Thursday. He's got a good matchup uh, this week. Um I forget who, and uh, my computer froze up on me. Uh, and uh, uh, he, he was uh, pretty good late in the season last year. So if you're looking for uh, a starting QB, uh, you could do worse than Sanchez. Yep. All right, let's move on to the next matchup, um, a matchup of two uh, AFC West teams, storied, storied uh, franchises back in the AFL days, and these guys still don't like each other. Since they played in the AFL, now they're in the AFC. Um, uh, San Diego coming off a bye, trying to get a little bit healthier. Um, Malcolm Floyd's not playing. Uh, 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 um, Darius Green is questionable questionable because of his uh, ankle, uh, so he's not at lock to play this week. Um, going to go with the Alex, uh, excuse me, the Alex. Yeah, the Alex Smith Smith led uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, San Diego is one of the worst teams defending against the uh, running back position. So uh, that's a no brainer for me. And and, uh, to me, he's a RB one, especially against this matchup match against San Diego. Um, And that's, I'm talking about Charkandrick West. Uh, I think he gets uh, a 100 yard uh, running rushing and uh, probably a a visit into the um, end end zone. Uh, quite naturally, he's going to get a couple, two or three catches out of the backfield. Amounts to um, probably 20, 30, somewhere around. So he's a good play. Um, Jeremy Macklin, uh, if one thing that uh, um, San Diego can do, they defend against the pass well. They're number eight in preventing fantasy points against the uh, uh, um, wide receiver position. Uh, so I'm not a – in PPR – Macklin would be a flex or a wide receiver three, um, possibly with some upside, maybe to a two, but uh, I wouldn't count on it. I think the weakness, which is historically, just like Minnesota has a weakness against the tight end position, so does San Diego historically for years has been uh, uh, one of these teams that have a weakness against their uh, the tight end position, and this, this this season is no different. So Travis Kelsey, quite naturally, uh, it, it, in my opinion, is a 
uh, bona fide tight end one in in, in this uh, matchup. So you got to play him. And uh, one of the most consistent and point-getting um, field goal kickers, yes, I'm talking about field goal kickers because kickers are people too, and they get you decent fantasy points. Uh, this team, uh, if they don't score touchdowns, they get um, in position to kick field goals. And, and uh, Cairo Santos is one of the best, and he's a damn foul good play this week. Um, going on the other side, uh, coming off the bye, Philip Rivers is a solid, solid fantasy starter this uh, this season with multiple scores in all but one game. He has a uh, uh, five game streak for 300 plus yards, and uh, um, even though he lost Malcolm Floyd and Keenan Allen, um, he still can um, toss for damn near 300 yards. He still has Stevie Johnson, who I think is a real good play today. I think especially in PPR. Uh, he's going to get heavily targeted uh, and targets e- equal opportunities, and those opportunities will turn into uh, receptions. So be- despite the catches, I think he accumulates enough yards uh, close to the century mark. And his uh, tried-and-true guy, uh, even though Kansas City is one of the better teams de- defending, if not the best team, in defending against a tight end position, but you can't discount the amount of time Phil Rivers dumps it off to Antonio Gates. You got to play him. Um, you may want to temper your expectations, but you still got to play Antonio um, um, uh, Gates. And also the, the, the jitterbug, the little water bug coming out of the backfield. I'm not talking about Melvin Gordon. I'm talking about um, Danny Woodhead. Um, not Maybe not the best runner, but he's damn, damn good in, in PPR. Phillip Rivers likes dumping off to Danny Woodhead. Uh, probably going to get a lot of dump offs. Kansas City is, pre- is pretty um, weak against the pass catching um, running backs. And Danny, Hood is, Danny Woodhead is one of the best. Uh, and I like him getting a, a little dump off, a flare pass coming out of the backfield and getting a touchdown pass out of that. So, um, Jeff, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I'll tell you, I think uh, Rivers, who's having a good fantasy year, is very underrated in fantasy and reality. And one of his strengths is he throws to whoever. He doesn't just throw to pro Bowl guys. Right. Uh, you know, there have been some years he's put up good numbers, you know, throwing to, you know, pretty average uh, wide receivers. And uh, at least he's got uh, Stevie Johnson, who's pretty good. Uh, across from him is, uh, I think they got Inman and maybe somebody else, but uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're without Floyd. And uh, they're in the past when uh, – Gates was out. Uh, he's thrown to the other tight ends and the other receivers. Uh, I think it looks like Gates is banged up, but he's going to play, and he'll he'll dump it off to the backs. And uh, you know he's uh, yeah def- definitely uh, he keeps that offense moving and uh, with whoever he's got, you know, and that's important. All right, let's move on to my team and my former team uh, matching up against each other. We're talking about the uh, New York Jets visiting the Houston. Um, Texans in Reliant Stadium. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing well, former quarterback of the Houston Texans. I do like Ryan Fitzpatrick in this matchup. Um, he throws around around 250 yards in most games and always, almost always two touchdowns, but never three. Um, I think he can uh, throw a couple touchdowns in here. 
Um, and and uh, I'm, that's what I think he may do in this game. Uh, and more than likely throwing it to Eric Decker and to um, uh, uh, Brandon Marshall. Not, I, in my opinion, Brandon Marshall is a wide receiver one. Um, Decker is a wide receiver three with some upside. Uh, definitely a flex option because both these two wide receivers, as long as they're healthy, are going to get the football. Um, and uh, 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 on the other side, um, T.J. Yates, uh, Brian Hoyer is still still going through concussion protocol, um, has memory loss, which is not a good thing. Uh, so who knows how long it's going to take before Brian Hoyer to uh, get right and get cleared to play. Uh, first and then get cleared to play in the game. So it's TJ Yates' uh, uh, team for now uh, going through their, what, fourth or fifth quarterback change if you count Mallet, Hoyer, Hoyer, Mallet, back and forth until the uh, Hoyer secured the position and now it's TJ Yates. I don't like Alfred Blue in this game. Um, the, the running back position has not been consistent. This is what the Houston Texans want to do. They want to run the football. Uh, they haven't been able to run the football since Arian Foster's been out. So they've pretty much changed the offense. It's a passing offense now. Uh, and that means that uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's dealing with a knee issue, uh, you got to play him. He, he's been balling out regardless of who's been in the who's been the quarterback, uh, even though he's going to be on Revis Island. Um, Alan Hearns. Uh, and I'm trying to think who else. Alan Hurts played well against the Jets last week. Uh, I think uh, um, um, I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins and his ability uh, is going to play well. Now I'm not saying he's going to get into the end zone, but I think he's going to get enough uh, um, uh, uh, fantasy points to be relevant. Uh, I think the alternate position would be the. Um, would be the uh, uh, Nate Washington on the other side. Um, all the coverage is going to go toward uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's been the main target for whatever quarterback is on Houston. Uh, so Nate Washington is going to get that one-on-one, and I think he, he's, he'll be able to get a trip into the end zone. And I think this team is going to be able to move the football, maybe not into the end zone, but get in, uh, close enough uh, within field goal range for Nick N- Novak to be relevant. So I, I'm get, saying that Nick Novak gets at least three field goal attempts, if not more. So um, uh, k- kickers are people too, and I think he, he gathers some fantasy points in that. All right, let's move on to the um, um, Oakland Raiders at the Detroit Lions. This should be, in my opinion, uh, in my opinion, a uh, relatively sh- relative shootout in this. Uh, both these teams are um, really not that strong uh, uh, against the uh, quarterback, running back, and wide receiver position, even though the o- Oakland may be a little bit uh, stouter in the um, like defending against the wide receiver or preventing wide receiver uh, fantasy points. But um, both these teams are, are not um, in the in the top part of the fantasy um, points, the defenses. So I'm, I'm expecting Matt uh, uh, Stafford to be able to throw for about 300 yards. They're playing at home. 
They're, they're on a high because they finally beat one of the division rivals at the division rivals home, meaning uh, Detroit finally overcame over a 20-year um, uh, drought in beating Green Bay. Um, most people say that they're going to have a letdown. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they want to keep this momentum going. So I'm saying that the, um, Stafford, who this is a passing team, gets his uh, 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns. I'm calling for Amir Abdullah. Believe it or not, I'm calling for Amir Abdullah to be a surprise guy this, this week. I think he gets double-digit fantasy points. In my opinion, he's a great flex play in, in this. In this, if it, you're, you're down on running backs, running backs are scarce, and especially when you don't have D'Angelo Williams, especially when you don't have Mark Ingram, um, don't have any of the running backs out of Cleveland or, or uh, the New York Giants, um, and you're scrambling for a running back. I would rather go with a running back that has more versatility, meaning being able to run the football and catch it out of the backfield from the Detroit Lions. I know they've been bad against it in, 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 from the running back position, but I like Amir Abdullah versus Joyke Bell, who is strictly a, a, a running back, uh, or Theo Riddick, who is a, strictly a catching running back, versus Amir Abdullah, who can do a little bit of both. So I like Amir Abdullah in this matchup. Quite naturally, you play Calvin Johnson in here and, and um, Eric Ebron uh, for the simple fact is that Oakland is the uh, one of the worst teams defending against the tight end position, and Eric Ebron and most tight ends who played Oakland have done well. I think Eric Ebron, a more athletic and a lot uh, an athletic tight end, can do well in here. Uh, on the other side of the ball, or on the other side of the field, I should say, uh, Derek Carr. Um, I think he can exploit this this D- Detroit defense, uh, and I like also like uh, Latavius Murray. You're missing Eli Manning, Drew Brees, uh, Johnny Manziel. If he's starting him, I can't see how you could be doing that. And also um, Ben Roethlisberger. Derek Carr has been balling out, and uh, he threw for multiple score- scores in all but one of his starts and total 13 touchdowns over just the last four games. He's on a string of three straight 300-yard games, and he's spreading the ball around to Amari Cooper, who I say you play, Michael Crabtree, who I say you definitely play. Um, so that's how I feel about that. Let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks with Blaine Gabbert, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm saying it. Blaine Gabbert as the quarterback um, since uh, um, um, Colin Kaepernick has put, been put on season-ending IR. He's having going to have a surgery on, on his non-throwing shoulder. So he's out for the rest of the year, and it's Blaine Gabbert's show. Um, I see this team as the team that scores the least amount of points this week. Um, they're playing in Seattle. Um, and uh, I definitely don't like Blaine Gabbert as a fantasy-relevant quarterback this week. They're going with Sean Drone because Carlos Hyde is still not healthy enough to run the football. Uh, who do I say that you play in this game? I hate to say it, people. Uh, one of these guys may, may stand out versus the other, but um, 
I can't play Antoine Bolden. I can't play Quentin Patton. I cannot play Torrey Smith and Garrett Selleck. No way. Those are the three running uh, three uh, wide receivers, and last but not least, Garrett Selleck is the tight end. You got Blaine Gabbert against the Legion of Boom in Seattle. I can't play any of those. In my opinion, that none of them are fantasy relevant. On the other side of the ball, Marshawn Lynch, as long as he's able to play, and from what I understand that he's questionable to play, last week because of an abdominal issue, and he's still questionable to play because of the same issue, he hasn't practiced, but is he still expected to play? Um, so I'm, what I'm saying is this: you play Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I know you're taking a chance, but he he played last week, and that was the first time he had that abdominal issue. He hasn't practiced that much, if at all. Uh, more more time for that abdominal issue to uh, heal somewhat. Uh, he's probably in a bet, better position and feeling um, that more uh, healthy was last week. So I would say you play um, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, the other players, uh, Jimmy Graham, Doug Baldwin, who's been um, – looks like a uh, favorite uh, wide receiver. Um, I, was, I would probably in a pinch, in a pinch, wide receiver, three, four, maybe a flex. And then you're taking a shot with the flex, uh, a Doug Baldwin. But otherwise, I stay away from um, – the tight end and the wide receiver position, and I also would play the kicker, who's been uh, uh, very consistent. Stephen Hauschka has been very consistent, so I would play him. All right, let's move on to the uh, um, St. Louis. Quite naturally, you played Todd Gurley. There's no two ways about that. Todd Gurley is a solid play here. Uh, I think he against this defense, even though it's been um, top 10 in defending running back uh, fantasy points. I'm talking about the Baltimore Ravens. Um, seems like uh, Todd Gurley is more or less uh, um, uh, uh, matchup proof, and I would definitely play him. Um, Tavon Austin. You got uh, Case Keenum. Now, a lot of people are discounting Case Keenum, but one of the, the things, and I'm familiar with this because Case Keenum used to play for the Houston Texans, Case Keenum likes to push the ball down the field. Maybe not having the strongest arm, but he likes to throw the football down the field. And one of the players that uh, could benefit from this is Tavon Austin, who has speed to burn and they're trying to get the ball into his hands as much as possible uh, because he's a big play wide receiver. So I'm saying that Tavon Austin is going to catch a touchdown pass from Case Keenan, especially get going against the um, worst pass defense in preventing fantasy points, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. So I like Case. I like Case Keenum uh, to do well uh, uh, enough to uh, put 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 up some decent fantasy points for Tavon Austin. On the other side of the ball, Joe Flacco is playing home. This is a stout pass rush defense in um, St. Louis. So I don't expect a lot of points to be scored here. I don't expect a lot of fantasy points to be scored here. So fantasy points are going to be at a premium in, in this matchup. Uh, who do I like here? Um, 
in PPR, like Kamar Aikens, because he's the number one uh, target in wide receiver position. And also, uh, Joe Flacco at home loves throwing to the um, tight end. So I like the uh, Crockett Gilmore to um, get a few catches, two or three, maybe uh, 30, 40 yards, somewhere around there, and uh, uh, possibly catch a touchdown pass. Uh, but it's going to be fantasy points in this match is going to be at a premium. All right, let's move on to the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the uh, Philadelphia Eagles playing in Philadelphia. Uh, Jameis Winston has been playing relatively well. Uh, Ryan Matthews is out uh, because of a concussion. Austin Safarian Jenkins is again listed as questionable questionable, and is expected not to play. Vincent Jackson is also out. Um, so I'm expecting that Jameis Winston, who threw a couple of picks last week for the first time in uh, um, uh, a few games, um, probably throws for 200-and-something yards, uh, maybe a, a one score, which goes to uh, Mike Evans, who's been balling out. Expect him to get seven or eight catches. He's a wide receiver one. Uh, that's, his, that's Jameis Winston's favorite target, so I imagine he's going to do well. Uh in the uh, running back position, I don't expect the, the running back to do too much against the number five um, uh, defense, preventing fantasy points against the running back position. Um, their weakness is the wide receiver, and that plays into Mike Evans' and Evans um, wheelhouse. So I expect Mike Evans to have a very good day. On the other side of the ball, I DeMarco Murray, who doesn't have to worry about Ryan Matthews because he's going to be out. So DeMarco Murray is going to get the ball quite a bit. Uh, with a uh, little sprinkle of Darren Sproles, which I don't think is going to be that much of a sprinkle. I think it's going to be DeMarco Murray's show, whether it's in the pass or the uh, run game. So um, this is this is a showcase, and, and I would say a breakout game, but this is where DeMarco Murray is going to um, uh, get um, uh, close to 20 fantasy points um, running the football and catching the football out of the backfield from Mark Sanchez. Um, Jordan Matthews has been a Mark Sanchez uh, lover. Uh, every Anytime Jordan Matthews is in the lineup, I mean, anytime Mark Sanchez is in the lineup, Jordan Matthews does well. And I expect it to happen again because uh, uh, that's Mark Sanchez's favorite target, uh, along with the uh, tight end, which is uh, Zach Ertz. So, um, and this, this offense is going to be able to move the football, even though if it doesn't score touchdowns, within field goal range, and this is another uh, field goal kicker. And Khalid Sturgis, who I think is going to be able to kick, click, kick at least two or three field goals, along with uh, a couple extra points, which will give you uh, um, close to, if not, uh, double-digit fantasy points from the uh, kicker position, which is always good, always golden, if you can get double digits from that. All right, let's move on to the um, next-to-last matchup that we have here in the um, Washington Redskins against the undefeated uh, Carolina Panthers. Um, Corey Brown, one of the wide receivers from um, uh, the Carolina Panthers, is is out with a shoulder injury he suffered in practice. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been hot. He's thrown a touchdown in every game but was held to just one in all but two games. Um, They're on the road. He's never thrown for more than one score and averages 210 yards. I don't think uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be too successful in here. Uh, I think uh, the guy to really worry about in here would be Jordan Reed. Um, 
he seems like the more athletic um, uh, and the more likely to uh, get you relevant fantasy points. Uh, these other guys, uh, Jameson Crowder, uh, Pierre Garçon, or Deshaun Jackson, this is a very good, very good um, defense defending the wide receiver position. Number five in preventing fantasy points in the wide receiver position. Uh, number eight in, in the same same category, defending uh, uh, in, in quarterbacks. Number eight, in the passing game, um, they're a lot better um, in the uh, um, preventing fantasy points within the top 10 or top five. Um, number 16 in the running back. So uh, I think the Washington Redskins are going to have a harder time, uh, especially running the football, uh, catching the football out of the backfield. Chris Thompson, that's his forte. Uh, I imagine he's probably going to be uh, a, a nice dump off of Kirk Cousins. Um, and uh, it's a crapshoot on which one of these wide receivers gets the most out of Kirk Cousins and fantasy points. And Jamison Crowder, Pierre Gosson, or Deshaun Jackson. Um, with that being said, I'm not sure if I trust any of these guys uh, to do so. Um, I like Cam Newton uh, quite naturally to throw for one and to run for another uh, in, um, and always be uh, fantasy relevant. Uh, Jonathan Stewart against this defense, I think Jonathan Stewart's going to ball out. And I said before, last week, the week before that, I said for a few weeks, Carolina's running game is one of the, if one of the, if not the best, um, re- uh, schedule going for the rest of the season. If you can get Jonathan Stewart, get him because he's going to be one of the most effective, according to the schedule, in the running game from now until the end of the season. And that's including the fantasy playoffs. So I love Jonathan Stewart against this matchup. Uh, against um, Even though uh, uh, Washington is 17th in preventing fantasy points against the running back position, I love Jonathan Stewart in this matchup. Uh, along with that, I also love Greg Olson. Uh, uh, one of the best positions that um, Washington defends against is the tight end position. But how can you sit Greg Olson, who's in reality uh, is the primary receiver for the uh, Carolina Panthers? And the reliable uh, factor in the offense outside of Cam Newton. Um, so I like, I, I got to go with that. And be, because Corey Brown, and this is a, I would say a shot in the dark, but this is a, a, a if you're looking for a wide receiver uh, in your flex uh, or wide receiver three, this guy, because Corey Brown's out, gets a bump up, Devin Funches. Um, and and I, he scored in week nine. Uh, but he only had two catches and 41 yards last Sunday. Um, Newton will mix and match these receivers, but none of them carry any significance. But because Corey Brown's not there, uh, Devin Funchance is, is is front and center. It's going to be a option that Cam Newton's going to use. So uh, if you're looking for one, it's a sleeper, in my opinion, in this matchup, and that would be Devin Funches. And quite naturally – this is another opportunity. Carolina is home. They're going to be able to move the football. They're not the most prolific offense, but they're going to be able to move the football 
in field goal position, and that's telling me that besides getting into the end zone, they're going to be able to get it within field goal position, and Graham Gano was one of the most consistent kickers in all of football, and he's another option if he's sitting out there, and he shouldn't be sitting out there on the waiver wire, to pick him up and put him in there because this is a favorable matchup for, in my opinion, for Graham Gano. All right, we go to the last last matchup, what happens to be Buffalo at New England. Uh, quite naturally, you're going to play Tom Brady. There's no, no two ways about that. Um, um, you play um, LaShawn McCoy. You got to play that. That's no option for those uh, Carlos Williams um, uh, owners. You got to play Carlos Williams because he, he is uh, uh, he's uh, been very effective anytime he's gotten limited touches, but he's been very effective with those limited touches. Sammy Watkins should be uh, um, played in here because uh, New England is 27th against preventing – New England is 27th in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position, and I like Sammy Watkins a lot in this game. Um, and on the other side, quite naturally, like I said, you got to play Tom Brady. you got to play LeGarrette Blunt because uh, uh, even though running back position is uh, – uh, the uh, Buffalo Bills are 15th in preventing fantasy points in the running back position. LeGarrette Blunt, a big bruising running back, can be ex- effective in that. Um, no Julian Edel- Edelman. That means Danny Amendola, front and center. Um, he's going to get targeted early and often. Um, he's going to get about eight or nine catches, 70, 80 yards, probably catch a touchdown pass quite naturally, even though um, Buffalo was seventh in preventing fantasy points. Uh, in a tight end position, uh, this guy, Rob Gronkowski, is a matchup proof. So you got to play him. All right, people. Uh, I've, I've run down the gamut. Um, I've, I tell you this, Lamar Miller and um, Lamar Miller and uh, um, uh, uh, Jonathan um, Stewart should be on your target list. Uh, try to get them. For most people, the trade deadline comes up this week. Um, and if you are able to get um, one of those two backs uh, before the trade deadline, uh, they have w- one of the most favorable um, matchups going into your, your fantasy playoffs. Um, or even um, – uh, Jacksonville or Tampa Bay or Kansas City, if you can get anyone that's Carolina, Jacksonville, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, um, try to do so. Um, you may be able to, uh, um, but I'm telling you, it's going to benefit you. In the wide receiver p- position, uh, players that have the most favorable position are from Philadelphia, Kansas City, Miami, um, Cleveland, Chicago, and I even go as far as Houston. Now, you're not going to get DeAndre Hopkins uh, unless you give up a lot, but uh, you may be able to grab somebody from Philly or Jeremy Macklin or, or uh, uh, maybe somebody um, from Miami um, because or Cleveland. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Um, with that being said, Enjoy the rest of the week. Uh, Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, We'll talk to you on the other side of Thanksgiving on Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, like we always do. Um, Have a good weekend. 
Happy Thanksgiving, and we're out. I know my rent was going to be late about a week ago. I worked my ass off, but I still can't pay so. But I got just enough to get off in this club. Let me a good time before my time is up. Hey. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.